0: radio influence.com as america's zone coach premier thought leader and the world's number one coach of champions jim fannin is the go-to person he has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries he has coached individuals families relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal, to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin,
1: Hey everybody! Happy New Year! This is Jim Fannin with the Jim Fannin Show, and I'm with Seth, heard my sidekick and uh, uh, co-host. Hey Seth, how was how was uh, your New Year's Eve?
2: Fantastic, and you had you had a good one as well. Oh yeah,
1: I did. Family, friends, and uh, definitely uh, joined in uh, lots of people around the world turning. Uh, Uh, the visualization on New Year's Eve into reality. That's really what this show is about. Uh, In our last show, we had so many people uh, on the air with us visualizing the greatest year ever. Now, here we are in the smack dab beginning of that year, four days in, can you focus, can you lock in? It's not just putting something on paper it's now turning that into reality. How do you manifest your blueprint? That's what this show's all about today. Happy New Year,
2: everybody. And I I was just thinking about how, Jim, you were a pro tennis player on the tour, played all over Europe. You watch tennis differently than I watch tennis. Because I I, I didn't play, you know, other than knocking a ball around, I didn't ever get it. I I do watch still to this day. I watch it differently. I I do. You see it differently. And if you've maybe you kind of just came into the Jim Fannin show, maybe somebody shared it with you because, you know, that changed the game for them. You're maybe a little of a spectator in December. You're checking us out. You do your blueprint or you're going to get your blueprint done this week. You are an active participant and a partner in what's going on here with thousands and thousands of other Zoniacs around the world as they kick off to have the best year of their lives. And that just feels different you're going to enjoy the show more. You're definitely going to enjoy your life more because uh, you're going to start knocking out some goals and it's going to be awesome. Well, you know, Seth,
1: nothing great happens without a blueprint. And that's a blueprint even for a meeting that you're going to have or a phone call you're going to have or the show that we're going to do. But nothing great also happens with uh, without a blueprint. That includes building a home, but it also includes building a successful life. And, just to reiterate and, and to go back, all the Zoniacs that listened to our last show not only had a blueprint for their career five years out, one year out, what you really want to accomplish with a vision and corresponding goals and then daily tasks that are going to make this uh, manifest into reality, but it's also having a blueprint for every aspect of your life, a personal financial blueprint now it doesn't have to be that sophisticated but you do need to get the basics in there or a blueprint on your well-being just how you're going to operate physically how much exercise what you're going to eat when you're going to eat how much sleep you're going to have but then it dips into your relationships your parenting and also being a great son uh, or daughter So. Zoniacs around the world have a blueprint, but it's also overlaying 8 to 10, maybe even 12 arenas of your life. These are individual, standalone spheres of interest, like being a dad. Well, every thought you have about being a mom or a dad is in this arena, and there is a vision, and there are goals.
2: We're going to get into how to execute your blueprint in 2018, but of course, we always have new people. We always have to just do a real quick hit on what is the zone. This is what Jim Fannin has been helping the top performers in sports, business, and entertainment do for over 40 years, and it's available to everybody. So what is the definition of this thing?
1: Well, first of all, the zone is in you right now. Uh... If a knife was pulled out of someone's pocket and jammed into your leg, God forbid something traumatic happened like that as a surprise, you would react with your eyes doubling or shuddering. Uh, the shutter speed could even triple. That'll give you the illusion it's slow motion. That's way, That way you can get away from the assailant or maybe even fight them off. Uh, your stomach shuts down. Uh, The blood's diverted to your brain for clarity. Large muscles for inordinate quickness, speed, agility, and strength. Uh, Intuition takes over. Conscious mind of reasoning, it really is in the back seat. So the zone is in you, and it's going to help you with trauma. It's going to help you with adversity. But you don't just have to have this for when things go wrong. The zone is in you to help accomplish all your dreams and all your goals and that's really what it is it's how do we attract this phenomenal mind-body fusion and it's physical not just mental Uh, how do you attract it every day for your life and this is not Seth it's not just for superstar athletes it's for anybody and um, it's on how to write a book Uh, it's uh, being able to get into the zone watching a movie It's really present tense thinking with heightened awareness. And once you're in that state, you're gonna have a feeling that nothing can go wrong. Now there's five things that happen simultaneously, and these trigger chemicals. One, if you're in the zone, you're disciplined. That's what got you there. You've made a commitment to stay with tasks to reach well defined goals. You're also focused in the moment on on all the tasks. You believe and expect that the task will lead you to those goals. You, you not only believe it, you probably know it. You have that sense of knowing. But there's also relaxation. Your jaw is unhinged when you're in the zone. In fact, you can't be in the zone without your jaw relaxed and unhinged. So there is a flow of comfort flowing through all parts of you. And then last, there's enjoyment. No, not, not enjoyment of getting stabbed in the leg or having adversity but it's this passion for solving the challenge at hand. That doesn't mean you're happy about it, uh, the, the adversity. But there is this excitement enthusiasm of getting yourself out of this particular situation, condition, or circumstance. So the zone has many applications, but for me, it's the only way to live your life. Uh, you can be in, on, or near this
2: peak performance zone state, at any given time. And we always start out the show by taking a look at who is in the zone because there's always a lesson to be learned as you you know, have score awareness, which we can, we can touch on later and that's in several other episodes. As you have score awareness, as you focus on your blueprint, you can always learn from other top performers. And those aren't necessarily the most famous people in the world. And this week, they're actually not the most famous people who are on TV every week. They're the people who are dominating their respective arenas.
1: Well, if I look back in 2017 and then look forward in this year, the zone group is going to be millennials. And millennials, Seth, out—you're a millennial. I'm I'm a baby boomer, but millennials do have a bad rap. No, no offense, Seth. <laughs> I've noticed there, there's a bad rap of some millennials. But I will tell you, this is going to be the most dominant group. In 2018, said 32% of all adults are millennials. 50% of all Muslims in the U.S. are millennials. 16 millennial mothers in the U.S. There's 1 million millennial moms having a, a child every year. 1 million. And 4 out of 10 of your age group. That's anybody born 1980 to the year 2000, 4 out of 10 are educated, bachelor's degree or higher, and, and that's opposed to uh, 30% of baby boomers having those, uh, that type of education. So the other fact about millennials and, and why I believe it's going to be so dominant, um, st- they still have a thirst for knowledge, and the internet is providing that knowledge And baby boomers visited last year, the public library, half of all millennials, that's 32% of all adults, actually visited a real physical library for a thirst of knowledge. I found that pretty amazing. 70% of millennials check their phone every single hour. That's amazing. In fact, many millennials have that phantom Phone vibration. I think I have a call and you check, and there's nobody on your phone. A phantom call because you're so addicted, if you will. You need that shot of dopamine to see how many people liked you on Facebook or liked you or retweeted whatever you did on Twitter. So millennials are really locked into the internet. Uh, 92 million millennials. That is a huge. Uh, group of people that can shape our next elections. They're definitely shaping how we buy and sell services and products. And if you have a, a business, you have a store, you have a service, you better start thinking about millennials. They're in the zone. They're locked in. Yes, there's some challenges like every generation, but millennials are a force to be reckoned with, and they're definitely going to be in the zone in 2018.
2: Can we go back to the phone thing for just a minute? Because I'm curious. As Zoniacs from around the world, we're getting the blueprint thing down. The whole, we've all been in a meeting, we've all been to dinner with somebody that just kind of keeps doing that thing, right? So, you live in a world where you say you're, you know, you're coaching some of the the top performers in the world, business, sports, and entertainment. And you say you're always open, just like Denny's, right? So if the phone rings at four a.m. I answer the phone. Jim Fannin is there at 4 a.m. I'm doing Seth.
1: I'm I'm doing um, somewhere between six and seven thousand cell minutes every month, which is crazy. I know, (laughs) but but you know that's that's my life, and and uh, you know baby boomers are not on the phone like that. This is more millennial to be on the phone like that. But many of my clients are millennials, and uh, the athletes I coach, they're millennials. And so I have to adapt. I have to adjust. My clients call me for the most part. Uh, we do have some fixed times. Um, but I need to focus on them. So you know, when they do call Seth, it's it's not about me. I don't want to talk about me and I'm not just shooting the breeze with everybody. I'm there to help my clients manifest their blueprint. That's it. That's what I do to help them not only, Create the blueprint. Obviously, they're doing the heavy lifting and creating it, but I'm there to hold you accountable to help you manifest it so that you stay on track and you can focus.
2: So, would you say that the reason that you don't have to mess with your phone all the time is because of your own blueprint? Because you know, a lot of people think, "Oh, I want to," you know, not be around a screen so much. But if you're not putting anything else in your life, if you don't have a plan for your life, then you're just going to kind of default back to, you know, seeing what Sports Score is or or whatever, because I mean, real world, you know, I've worked to eat with you. I've been to dinner with you. I've been in different meetings with you. You're you're just not a guy that's like, oh, my gosh, well, I got to I better pick up my phone, even though it hasn't buzzed and just see what's going on. How do you stay in the present like that?
1: I, I allow my phone to interrupt interrupt me, uh, but I don't have to pick it up.
2: You, you know, don't my- need the dopamine.
1: I don't need the dopamine of constantly, oh my gosh, no one's calling me. What's the matter? And I keep looking at my phone. Now, I have a great arrangement with my clients up front. They know they get 24-7 access. Uh, our phone calls are short. Initially, they're a little bit longer, but there's some heavy lifting the first 10 days of onboarding a new client. But eventually, when you learn the score system language, I, what I can do in a minute might take someone else, you know, 30 minutes. So the phone calls are very efficient. They're to the point. I try to stay on track uh, of the task at hand. And uh, all my clients understand that, like that. And it takes less than 3% of my clients' waking hours to use the score system to help manifest the blueprint. To put this in perspective, if you sleep eight hours a night, trust me on the math here, you're awake 112 hours a week. Would you invest no more than 3% a week of those 112 hours? You know, so we're talking about you know approximately three hours a week. And the good news about those three hours is it's not all at once. It's 90 seconds here, 90 seconds there. And if someone's willing to make that investment, well, the SCORE system is definitely for you. It's going to provide self-awareness. It's going to provide uh, visualization tools to not only change your own subconscious mind, but to manifest your blueprint, whatever it might be. So once you know the SCORE system language of SCORE, subdiscipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment, uh, it really becomes easy to use it to attract the zone And manifest whatever you want to do.
2: And just one more quick reminder: if you haven't listened to the last episode yet on your best year ever, make sure you go back and grab that one. That's so important. So I can kind of hear a bunch of we'll call them newbie zoniacs around the world saying, "Okay, I did it. Brand new to this. I wrote down my arenas, and now it's 2018. How? Now what? Now how do I turn this thing into a?" Real life scenario to where I'm raising that crystal flute, New Year's Eve 2018. I am toasting those big arenas in my life with the people I love around me the most. And I, I am just thrilled to be there. Uh, what do I do?
1: Well, the key here is taking a vision. Let's say you have a, a, a vision for your career for 2018. I'm going to make 100 grand, 200 grand market share, something measurable, a vision of what you would like. Uh, for me it could be i'm going to write a new book you know it, it could be a lot of different things there's no rules here on 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 what success is for you in your business but whatever that vision is that you want to achieve by 1231 this year 2018 you need to break it down into bite sizes how do you eat an elephant well if it's an annual goal you can't eat it in one bite you You eat it one bite at a time. That's one quarter of a time. January, February, March, we're in the Q1, first quarter of 2018. January, February, March, those are the months. What can I accomplish in 31 days of this month that we're in right this second? What, when this month is over and February 1 clicks on the calendar, What have I achieved? And does that fit snug, real snug, inside quarter number one? And is that going to help me manifest 2018 vision for whatever arena I'm talking about? And then it's what have I done this week? Do I have no more than five goals, no more, that are measurable, that are doable, that are achievable? Do I have some goals that are stepping stones for accomplishing what I want to accomplish. And then how about today? Listening right now, what goals did you have today? These could be tasks. What do I need to do today? Maybe it's only one thing. Maybe it's two things. Definitely don't have more than five. What do I need to accomplish right now to make the week the best week ever, the month the best month ever? and then eventually reach my well-defined vision for 2018. This is all about focus. And, you know, true champions know how to focus. And the best in the world can put on blinders, not look for the shiny dime, you know, that new, oh, my gosh, that'd be a great new business. I'd love to do that. No, you're not distracted by the shiny dime that gets all of us off track. You're locked in. I think no is the new yes for you. Do you want to invest in a restaurant? No, I do not. End of story. No, I I get at least two every week, some kind of deal. Would you like to do this? Would you like to be involved in that? And I'm going to say no nine out of 10 times because it doesn't match up to my blueprint. Now, I can change the blueprint, I can add something, but typically, that does not happen. No is the new yes. And I'll tell you what concentration really is. I've told this story for many years. I've told it on stage, I may have even told it on air, but I was on a safari, I was on a hunt, and when you're out there on a hunt, and I'm talking cameras, not uh, rifles, and We come up on a ridge and the guide points down below to an open plain and there was a herd of impala grazing. But he points in silence to the tall grass between the hill that I'm on and that open plain of impala. And I could see something moving in the grass and with binoculars I could see that it was a cheetah that obviously hadn't eaten in a while. It, it, its ribs were sticking out, really skinny. But it had angled itself toward one young buck, the alpha male, separate from the herd. And you could tell that a kill or an attack was impending. It's going to happen. And I, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm locked in the zone. And you could feel the energy. As a matter of fact, the herd, their ears perked up. Now, they they couldn't see the cheetah. They weren't aware of us who had snuck up on this ridge to to look down upon this scene. But they knew something was up, and they kind of moved as a unit away from the tall grass, kind of like a river dance collective, you know, where they're kind of moving away. But the young buck, grazing, oblivious, you know, he was too cool, I guess. Uh, he just kept eating the grass. So the cheetah angled itself to that young buck, and I'm in cheetah cam up above it, and all of a sudden it shoots out of the grass, I've never seen anything that quick in my life. And in the mayhem, in the chaos, this took seconds. A mom pregnant with foal fell into the path of the charging cheetah between the cheetah and that young buck, could have easily stopped and had Chateaubriand, you know, easy. And the cheetah did something amazing, leapt over it to be true to that one single-minded focus of locking in on the juggler vein of the big buck. And that's exactly what happened. And then the kill was made. And then the herd, they just walked off. It was amazing. Like well, Bob's dead. Okay, <laughs> just,
0: just kind of you know,
1: just kind of walked away. And, and I, when I watched this, I thought, Wow, am I the cheetah? Uh, does the cheetah say, "Oh my gosh, there's too many of them. I hope I I'll get hurt." Did the cheetah try to get them all and eat them all? No, it's probably tried that when it was younger, and it didn't get any of them and went went hungry. The cheetah knew one thing. I eat now, single-minded, single purpose with blinders on to the juggler vein of exactly what it needed to do, not wanted to do, needed to do for survival. And I I was exhausted after watching this. The energy was so intense, I I was in awe of it, and it, it, it even scared me. Uh, of how amazing that this was and how intent this animal was in making this kill. But you know what? We're all hunters. We're all a cheetah. We hunt for love. We hunt for money. Students hunt for A's. We hunt for new relationships. We hunt for market share. We hunt for friends. We're all hunters, but you've got to ask yourself, am I the cheetah? Do I really have that single-minded, single focus, and single purpose with intention? Do I have that type of energy? And I think that's where a lot of things happen. Now, it's only the fourth day of 2018. Everybody's got a vision, but you're going to have challenges, Seth, especially... If you have an abnormal vision, Seth, you got to think in an abnormal way. And once you have that blueprint, now you need to be a cheetah and narrow your focus and send this type of energy. And the other thing I realized, that energy, like I said, is so intense in in achieving goals, you're going to expend a lot of energy. So you're going to need to, after you make that kill, you need to lay under a a tree, and chill out and replenish your energy. You need to get it back up. So you need to put those relaxation times in advance to reward yourself of gaining that energy back. And that's how you're going to do your entire day. One bite at a time, one focus at a time, rest, chill out, and then focus. Rest, chill out, and then go back and focus. And you can do that 12 months, and, and when that happens, Seth, and you have that type of intensity, you're going to wake up twelve thirty one 2018 and go, this was the greatest year I've ever had in my life, and you did it, but this is how you do it and how you manifest it, so ask yourself, do I need concentration, and to hit the ground running in 2018, you've got a map. And if you haven't get on it cuz the 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 year's not going to wait on you. It doesn't care. You know? <laughs> yeah. It it's it's going to happen. Now can you focus like a cheetah with a narrow
2: mindedness? Well, and let me play this back to you know January 1st, 2017. I knew nothing of Jim Fan and nothing of the score system, nothing of the zone, never heard the term. My mindset then, and I think maybe if new people are coming in now, I was you know thinking entrepreneur I'll go on vacation when things slow down. You know, January 4th, 2018, Amanda and I have marked off, we're going somewhere in March. We're going to get out of here in March. And I, I took this rest thing so seriously that I, I had a new client that I uh, felt like just kind of wanted uh, things that were going to be unreasonable. And I realized, well, if I can't, if I do this, I can't go on vacation. Therefore, I can't do this. That was adhering. Well, I didn't have a blueprint. It's like, well, you know, I guess I'll work it out. Why is it so important to have those rest periods built in? And what well, happens? First of all, well, you know, it?
1: Seth, we put ourselves last. We're yeah. not our best friend, and and those rest periods need to be in there in advance. I mean, I believe everybody should have four major breaks. Now, that if you took a week, that's a month. Now, you know, most employers are going to give you two weeks. Yeah. And most won't even let you take them all in one, two week period, two, one weeks. But you need to have a long weekend. You need to have those breaks, and they're rewards, and they're designed to replenish mental, physical, even spiritual energy. So you know you're going to be the cheetah in January. you're probably going to stay with it in February. So, Seth, you're right. March is a good time. At the end of March, first week in April, you know, spring break, it's not coincidence. It's a good time to reward yourself. But if you don't put it in advance, you could easily blow it off and not do it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, It's
2: not going to happen. It's easy to do. You, you talk about five goals, right? Maximum. Well, no more than no that. No more than five goals. And again, I'm just playing the other side of the coin, especially for new people. I I went into a a job one time where I got handed a packet on, you know, second or third day. Here's our 54 goals for the year. Holy cow. 40 of them are priority A, (laughs) which I'm kind of wondering. So there's 14, they're B and C. I
1: want to take a nap
2: immediately. (laughs) Can I lay down in a hammock, please? (laughs) I think a lot of us that have been in corporate America at some point know what that feels like. Why doesn't that work? Why can't you just well, and pull power I, I, through?
1: Because you can have too much self-discipline. You can be too anal, and everything's got to be perfect. I, I've got a friend who just, he wants to go to Vegas, but he wants to plan, all right, we're going to eat here at 6 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, well, hold up. We're going to Vegas. There's no clocks. There's a reason for that. I, I don't want any time. You know, when you go on a vacation, you don't want a clock. You don't want your phone. You just want to. Eat when you're hungry. Eat when you're hungry. Uh, sleep when you're you're tired, and 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 that's great. You can be too analytic, too anal, and trying to make everything perfect. And the key is to have a blueprint, focus on it, but you want to spend the majority of your time in the moment, not the majority of my time planning, and not the majority of my time analyzing and evaluating what I've done. You want to spend 80% of your waking hours locked into the moment and being aware of body language and looking people in the eye long enough to discern eye color. That's cheetah focus. Being in the moment. The cheetah, when I witnessed that was locked in the moment, knew exactly where the wind was blowing and how he needed to position himself. So, the wind didn't carry his scent to the animal prey so they could take off and elude him. So he his awareness was, it was amazing. You could feel the energy. And I wish that for everyone to be in that zone moment all the time. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you need a plan, need a blueprint. Uh, you need to plan every week in advance. It uh, doesn't take but a few seconds to do this. Because you're planning macro goals, not getting a haircut, not you know, not taking my clothes to the cleaners. So what do you want to accomplish this week? One thing, you gotta pick at least one thing, is gonna move the needle because this week is one fifty second of you reaching that annual goal for 2018. You gotta move the needle every week. What one thing
2: is. And then put your blinders on and lock in on it. So if I can go back to the cheetah example, 54 goals is sort of like one cheetah saying, I'm going to catch 54 antelope. And then sitting there in the dust saying, I didn't catch any antelope.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, when you start thinking about 54 goals and here's the priority, I mean, I think it's great for a company to have that uh, and to give an overall what the company wants to do. But the bottom line is, and this is where millennials are so good, Tell me exactly what you want to accomplish, and they can go out and accomplish it. They really can. Millennials know how to lock in. Now, they do get distracted by the phone. I get that. But millennials also have great imagination, and they're going to dictate what's going to happen in our world in the next 10 years. The millennials are going to drive it, and they can focus on one thing. They can do that. but you need confidence. Not all millennials have confidence. Self-esteem uh, can be actually too high, too high for a millennial. Uh, that that can actually hurt your focus. That's not going to that help. Can, that's not going to help your concentration. That because you're going to be upset when reality doesn't match uh, your expectation. You know, millennials, and this is my daughter's a millennial, and you know, participation, you get a reward just because. You are on the team. You get an award. So you have the sense of entitlement. That's why millennials change jobs quite quite frequently. But the one thing I've learned about millennials, my millennials' clients, they can make stuff happen more than baby boomers. They really are in tune with the technology. They know how to use it for their best interest. And they do have great creativity and imagination.
2: And I love that about millennials. I really do. Let me ask you this. When we, we talk about score awareness, self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, uh, relaxation and enjoyment. And when, when those are in balance, man, you're hitting on all cylinders, right? And when those get out of balance, we got some work to get them back in. Yep. I'm on getting ready to go on stage at House of Blues. Working in, you know, major market radio. This is fun. I've got a 20-year-old, and I'm, I'm only 25 or something at the time, you know, I, I've got a 20-year-old intern that wants to go on stage too. And it's like, well, that's not really how it works. I'm not just, you know, Thinking I'm awesome. This is I'm a brand ambassador. This is part of what we have to do to grow the brand. And I remember the intern saying to me, "Well, I don't know how, but I just know I'm going to be famous." <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, you haven't done the the work.
1: <laughs> well, I, I first of all, I've heard that from a lot of millennials, and uh, it's easier to be famous because every millennial that I've met knows that they are in charge of their own and I'm using air quotes here, yeah. personal brand, and that I can be famous. And I want that like on Facebook because the more likes, the more famous I am. And building up your database is a really big deal. And more likes I get, the more dopamine, and it just keeps feeding into itself. But uh, being famous, being entitled, uh, those are some hallmarks of millennials. And is that optimism way out of balance? It can be way out of balance. And uh, you can have too much optimism. Now you're arrogant. Now you're cocky. And 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 you've got your vision maybe a little askew. Uh, being famous uh, doesn't mean you're going to be successful. There's a lot of famous people, and I coach them, that when you go behind the scene or lift the hood to see what's really going on, uh, they wish they weren't famous. That brings a lot of responsibility. Unfortunate, a lot of accountability. And with the phone being able to take a picture, uh, famous people are are under assault more than ever before. Uh, you, they need to be very careful what they do. So I'm not sure that fame is all what it's cracked up to be. But I know a lot of millennials, yeah. I want to be famous. I know that it's there. Uh, We need realistic visions, and consequently, we need realistic, well-defined, measurable, doable, achievable goals. And then once you have those, um, that's really all you need in your discipline. Now put the blinders on and focus. And this is a disconnect. For so many people, so many people have had a great blueprint and it's sitting on a shelf or you work it for the first four days of 2018. But I promise you, you're going to have setbacks. It's going to happen. You're going to have some bumps in the road. You're going to face a a steep cliff and you may have to go up there by hand with no one else helping you. And are you prepared to adjust? Are you prepared to adapt? And I'm fired up about 2018. I really am. And I've got some very lofty visions. And my clients have extremely lofty visions. But I've told every one of them, and I've told myself, it ain't going to be easy. If it was easy, then everybody would be number one in the world. That's not going to happen. You got to pay the price, you got to put in the work, and you need to focus one step at a time. And you got to be willing to make that commitment. And you also need to be willing to adapt and adjust to the variables. You know, the person set that has the most constants in a world of variables will prevail. And because of the phone, the internet, social media, that's a huge variable and the information is a variable and the information changes, the landscape changes. The person that has the most constants in a world of variables, that's the successful person. And that one constant is, can you focus on one task at a time? Quit trying to be a multitasker, which most millennials think I'm an awesome multitasker. And I'm like, but there's no great multitaskers. <laughs> it doesn't exist, you know? And one thing at a time, yeah, we got a lot of balls in there because, you know, we're multifaceted. You know, I'm a dad, I'm a son, and, and a lot of people are siblings. I'm not, but a lot of people are. Some people have more than one job or vocation. I get that. Uh, and Then we have our own wellness. That's a lot of balls in there to juggle, but again, keep it simple. That's also why going to higher ground once a week, what does that mean? Just once a week, pull out the blueprint and look at it for yourself and just take a bird's eye view or a helicopter view looking down upon your life with no emotion and, and then go back on the ground and now focus one step at a time. But once a week, you need to get above the fray, Seth. It's
2: crucial, I think, to be successful. Let me put myself in in the seat of, you know, you, you've coached all kinds of executives, four or 500 emails a day. Some of them have, you know, day virtual assistants and night virtual assistant assistants because they're supposed to be working that sure. much that they have sure. to have people supporting them on two shifts. It happens. And they come to you and they may not say it out loud, but you look at them and you're like, oh man, your concentration has to be almost non-existent. With somebody like that, or it could just be, I haven't had a blueprint. I haven't been focused. What's day number one, January 4th? What's the first thing we do to get that back on track? Is that the visualization going to higher ground? And as you turn that negative habit into a positive piece of the score system, uh, just what are those steps that we have to do? Because you've done this with so many people.
1: Well, I, when it comes to the uh, executive, I, I want to get your emails uh, cut by 75% because I, I've learned that most e- emails for a Fortune 1000 executive, most of the emails are CC. Now, they probably should be CA, which is cover your ass. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're, you're copied because you're the boss. You're copied on everything because everybody is covering their ass vertically and horizontally. And you really don't need those emails. To me, they're a waste of time. Are you going to really read them? No. So I, I've had the executives uh, provide. Uh, a little tool for their direct reports so Seth you may have six people that report to you and they may have 12, 15, 20 people that report to them all the way down to it's a 25,000 person organization and you're at the top of that food chain well you're not going to be able to talk to all 25,000 and you're definitely not going to be able to send receive emails from all 25,000 So The top executive needs to take really focus with their direct reports only. So the direct reports provide once a week on one sheet of paper, a macro, I call it a big rock report, but it's a macro report. One sheet of paper, Seth, here's what I did this week, macro, here's what I'm doing next week, and every Friday by 5 o'clock or every Sunday by 6 o'clock, you decide that report is sent to you. And so I I may have six of these if I have six direct reports. And if I need a deep dive on any of these, well I can go in and say, hey, can you give me a little more information on that? But I don't need to do that. But delegating is one of the keys of being successful. And most of us, especially serial entrepreneurs, are not great delegators, because you're used to doing it yourself. But to delegate Those six people that report to you, they need three things. And if you don't provide those three things, you're not going to empower them to do a job on their own. And if you don't empower them, well, you're going to wind up doing part of their job. Now you're not delegating well, and now you'll never accomplish what you want to accomplish. These three things are responsibility. So Seth, if you reported to me, what are you responsible for? I want it in writing, and that's not for honesty, except that's for accuracy, and if we want to add something to your responsibility or take something away, we will memorialize that again for accuracy. Secondly, somebody needs to hold you accountable, and that's going to be me. You, you If you report to me and I'm your boss or someone reports to you, and when you hold them accountable, you hold them accountable for what you agreed upon. According to a very specific date and time, I'm going to hold you accountable. And then third, you need not only accountability, you need authority of what you can do or what you're not going to be able to do. Can, I, can you write a check for a million dollars? You cannot do that, Seth. You cannot do that.
2: Can I buy a corporate helicopter? I thought we needed it. Uh, yeah. Well, it would
1: be awesome. I think it will help us get from A to B. But the answer is no it's not you don't have the authority. So I, I think the key for focusing is part of it if you're in an organization. You need to be an awesome person that can delegate, but you need those three um, legs on the stool of empowerment, if you will. you know if any of them uh, is not there, it'll wobble. that person will not be empowered. And uh, it's just going to go all the way down the chain. And next thing you know, you got chaos amongst 25,000 people. That's how the best at the top of the company uh, hierarchy, that's really how the best do it.
2: They delegate really well. And of course, you can apply that wherever you're at because, you know, there's an infinite amount of jobs out there. We only have an hour for the show, so we can't do every single one of them. But that simplicity and that cheetah eyes on. The goal.
3: Are you the cheetah?
1: Are you the cheetah? I eat now. Lock in on what you want. And this applies to golf. What do you want when you're getting ready to roll a putt? I want to make the putt. I want a birdie putt. Well, I wouldn't label birdie putt, par putt, bogey. It's just an eight-foot putt that's going to break a half a cup right to left. And the best putters in the world are not putting the ball in the cup. They're aiming for a toothpick size target within the cup. The great basketball player hits a little 20-foot bank shot. Now, that's a big bank shot, a 20-footer. A 10-foot bank shot, little medium range. He's aiming for a dime-sized target on the glass so that it banks and caroms into the into the rim. So the smaller the target, the more you'll be able to spend, send your energy there. Because concentration is about energy, and it's about flowing energy from you to that well-defined target. How well-defined is it? How many times have we woken up because we have a job and, I know what's going to happen when I get there. We're going to have a morning meeting at 10, 15. We're going to do this. But how many of you have woken up because you've been doing it for 10 years, 15 years, and in reality, you're winging it? You're, you're, you're just going to, I'm going to go with the flow. Well, if you've got that kind of experience, you can get away with that. I I've walked into a group group of grocery store district managers, the least tenured person was 20 years. The least tenured person is 20 years. Everybody in that meeting of 22 uh, managers, they already knew what they needed to do. And I could see right off the bat that their concentration was fair at best, that they weren't locked in. You know, when you... Get into something new and you've never done it before, you'll lock in even more because you feel, I need to do that because I'm not used to it. I don't know it. But when you know something, there's a tendency not to be the cheetah. I'll figure it out. I'll adjust. It'll all work out. I've been doing this 15 to 20 years. Now, that group that I knew were not cheetahs, they were not hungry, and they didn't want to eat now. I knew that it wouldn't be long that they wouldn't be there. And guess what? Dominic's Finer Foods does not exist. It got eaten by a bigger cheetah uh, by Safeway, and they're gone. And now Safeway's gone, at least in the Chicago area. So you need to focus and send that energy, and you only have so much, Seth. So uh, focus it, make it as narrow simple as possible. It, it's like Frank Thomas, how how did he make it from the rookie year when he looked me in the eye and said, Hall of Fame, that's my vision. And I and I'm asking him, it's going to cost you, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice because I knew the amount of energy it was going to take. And Frank broke the entire 20 years in advance down to one statement i hit solid with an accelerated bat bat head that was the essence of his craft i hit solid i'm coaching pitchers right now that have some lofty goals really lofty goals for 2018 and and one of them is selected cy young award i'm the best pitcher in baseball Cy Young Award winner. That's the vision for the one person I'm coaching. And how's he going to make that happen? Thinking about being the Cy Young Award winner? Well, yeah, he's got to act like it. He's got to walk around like he is that person. But he throws baseballs to targets with late-breaking stuff. And so we set his alarm, 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 12 noon two four six eight, ten. every time his alarm goes off in the offseason, every time he lowers his breathing, unhinges his jaw, shuts his eyes, visualizes a catcher's mitt with a dime sized target in it and he literally in his mind throws one baseball to a dime through a dime sized target, With late-breaking nasty stuff, I throw baseballs to targets with late-breaking. That's the essence of his craft. That's being a cheetah, and that's how he does it. So that alarm is going to keep prompting him about what he needs to really focus on because when he does that day in, day out, he's going to have a 2.9 ERA. He's going to do all the things. He's going to pitch 200 innings possibly. He's going to win 15 games. He's going to have X amount of strike. All those stats are going to fall into place, which will give him the award of the Cy Young winner. How'd he do it? Well, you eat that elephant. One baseball thrown to well-defined targets with
2: late-breaking stuff at a time. That's how he's going to do it. I'm going to throw one more thing your way that I feel like could really trip up some blueprints in 2018 and this a lot of times actually is a a a side effect of success what about those things where you've had some success in your main arena and you want to go try to find something else you want to try your hand at something else temptation i you know to use a real world example from probably 10 years ago i was working in radio and i had a representative from a, a gentleman who was an nfl player here in chicago so you can guess what team he was on you know come and say well you know, this individual put a whole bunch of money into trying to start a record label and it's not going well. You know, we're, we're trying to figure out how to how to pull this off. And I'm thinking, OK, you don't know anything about running a record label. Also, I'm a fan. You're not having a good season. I want you playing. <laughs> I don't want you thinking about a record label on Sundays. I know how you're doing this year. Play. I need you to play. Uh, well, I, I got to tell you,
1: 95 percent. This is a pretty high number. I, I want to say 100, but that's not true. But 95% of all of my clients that I've had, almost 2,500 clients, when they get off track and they're not in the zone on whatever blueprint they're trying to manifest, it almost invariably has nothing to do with their career or their sport. It has to do with their relationships or their parenting or their being a son or daughter with a parent that is gravely ill or it has to do with something, maybe their personal finance. So I want you to have well-defined goals. I want you to have vision, but you need simplicity and balance. So a lot of clients have put all their happy eggs in that one primary arena that demands more of their thoughts, energy, and effort, and uh, the distraction really comes from something that they've neglected in their life, a brother arena, a friend's arena, typically personal finance, or mainly relationships. That, that's a definite arena that ha- can have a positive and negative impact on your vocation or career.
2: I, I think it might have been Phil Jackson, might have been another NBA coach that once made a comment about we lost some games this year to peripheral opponents. And what he meant by that was my players were distracted by a shoe deal, by a breakup, by a, you know, lawsuit. And mentally they couldn't get in that know, game the gra- you, know,
1: you know, the grass always looks greener on, on, you know, on the other side. But, you know, I, I've told my clients, uh, you know, look across the river of that green pasture where you would like to be at the end of 2018 and there's a bridge you got everybody's got to cross this bridge it's not an easy crossing either and it's one step at a time and, and that it's a single lane bridge and you're the only person on the bridge by the way and you've got to walk it every single day and when you have that kind of intensity of walking that bridge it's going to take you to the end of 2018, you will expend a lot of energy. And uh, that's when you take a break and replenish it. Hopefully you have your, your breaks in advance, but you've got to be aware of when you need to turn your brain out and when you need to turn your brain off and when you need to chill out. Um, concentration, can you focus the entire year? Uh, no. No, your concentration will fluctuate. Your self-discipline will fluctuate. Concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment, they're all going to fluctuate. But you manage those five components, and you're responsible for all repairs. And you can have too much or too little of any of those. But I know for concentration, how can you concentrate if you don't know exactly where you're sending your energy? So if you if your goals or your visions are scattered or too gen you know, I want to be happy, what kind of vision is that? I don't know what to focus on. I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. So your visions and goals need to be measurable. Now you can focus well defined energy on the pathway that reaches those visions and goals. So I'm really looking for less is more here, Seth. Um, less thoughts, more focus, and uh, let's finish things. Let's get things done before we move on to the next one. And just be careful about being distracted. And who's really going to distract you? Probably other people. There's probably 50 people in your life, some you love, some you just know, some you work with. It's your inner circle, if you will. Um, it's probably those people that can easily take you away from being the cheetah more than anybody else. Those people need to be managed. These are your friends. These are your family. They demand some energy from you, and some shouldn't get that much. Some needs to get quite a bit, (laughs) and and you need to decide who gets the energy and who doesn't. You only have so much energy. So um, simplicity. Balance, abundance. That's what 2018 is going to bring. But this show right here is about narrow your focus. Pick one thing to send your energy
2: there. Before we get in the mailbag, I actually just want to ask a quick favor of you as someone who joins us every single week for the Jim Fannin Show. Hop on iTunes, hop on wherever you are accessing podcasts. We would love for you to leave us a review. And share this with somebody else that needs to be in the zone for 2018. That could mean sharing it with your kids, could mean sharing it with your niece, your cousin, your coworkers, whoever it is that you want to help get into the zone and have score awareness in 2018. Let's pass this thing along.
1: And I, I want to mention one more thing about concentration, So I think it's going to help everybody. Put a deadline, a timeline. It's self-imposed. You, absolutely. You can change that anytime you want. But I know when you're... When you have that deadline, uh, I'm going to write chapter seven. I'll be done by Friday at noon. That's a typical uh, goal that I would have for a week. When when the week is over, that chapter will be finished, ready to have an editor maybe look at it uh, for grammar or whatever. And uh, but without putting those stringent deadlines. I can easily blow it off into next week and the next week and 30 days from now. I'm like, I haven't done it. That's why most people don't write a book. They don't know how you have a book in you. You know how to write. You write well. So where's your book? Why haven't you done it? Because you haven't broken it down from a well-defined outline to well-defined chapters and given yourself stringent timelines on how to do it that's how I've helped somebody write three best selling books three best selling novels that's how it was done one day at a time but there was a
2: blueprint on how to get that book eventually to the readers and that's how you go from overwhelmed to clear and focused from oh my gosh how am i going to repeat you know this project or how am i going to execute it To i can get through this
1: and, and then periodically um You know, if you really want to have the best focus, you need to hydrate, you lose 1% of your body water, which is easy to do, Uh, it's going to lower your focus 10%. And you also don't want to be chopping with a dull axe, as in Abe Lincoln, if I had four hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend two hours sharpening my axe. It's an interesting quote. So how many of us, it's the 4th of January, we've got our blueprint, you know what you want to accomplish by the end of January? But it's easy, January 28, 29, 30, you're chopping with a dull axe. So take the break during the day. Take a bath at night to clear your mind and visualize your next day. Hydrate a lot, but it's one bite at a time, put the fork down, rest, as we're trying to uh, eat this elephant of whatever that vision is for your primary goal, one bite at a time, chew it well, swallow it, drink some water, chill out, go back one more bite again. That's how we're going to make this happen.
2: you got to do a little mailbag time? Yeah, let's do it. This? Ask Jim at jimfannon.com. Send an email. This is how you get access to world-class coaching. Just like, some of the top pro athletes, executives, entertainers in the world. I love this one because I know that there's got to be other people out there a little tad nervous, and we're going to take that nervousness away. Hey, Jim, I haven't done well on New Year's resolutions, but I want to be committed to my blueprint. How can I make this different than when I quit on New Year's resolutions within a month?
1: I think you need to keep the vision prevalent in your mind. And if it's something big, I'd go to sleep with it. Uh, That vision, uh, I've had visions of um, number one in the world. I've had visions of batting champion. I've had uh, visions um, of what kind of body someone wanted. But that vision needs to tuck you in bed at night and wake you up. So framing your day with that vision, that's going to go a long way to keeping you going so that you don't get ambushed by some uh, score-breaker, zone-breaker that takes you off your game, or you don't get fatigued and tired and frustrated because it hasn't happened as quickly as you thought it would, that vision will keep you going when your body's tired, and it'll keep you going even if you get distracted. Um, I'd have that vision, boy, I'd have it prevalent. Now I have had a lot of people put their vision you can do it in code especially if you share a bathroom but put that vision on a bathroom mirror number 1 or put some number or some dollar amount so you're going to look into that mirror twice a day typically when you wake up you wash your face you know you, you brush your teeth comb your hair and and then at night when you you know brush your teeth and go to bed uh, in the corner of that mirror I'd write my vision. I might put the vision in my wallet. So that vision is going to pull you through obstacles. It's going to pull you through the distractions that are going to happen. We're in a complicated world. We Never before in the history of mankind have we individually received so much information at one time. We're bombarded by info. I mean, it's coming in every shape, every size, from every platform, and it's easy now, 2018, to get distracted than at any time before. So I, I think you turn off a lot of the news feeds that you have. I don't know what you're going to be doing with it anyway. It's good to be up to date and with current events, but there's a lot of things don't need to impregnate your brain. and. Um, I think your relationship with your family is much more important than reading a newsfeed. I think being on the floor with your four year old, locked into the moment, playing Candyland, <laughs> is more important than anything you might do. And I, I will tell you from birth to five, I was with a four year old yesterday, one of my clients. She was awesome. She was awesome. But from birth to five, this little girl is spending 80%, 85% of her waking hours in the moment, but her parents are spending 80 85% of their waking hours in the future and the past. So there's a lot to be a kid again, and I want all Zoniacs, I want us to be kids again, full of wonder and imagination. And I want us to be aware of what's said non verbally, not just verbally. Make your plan, set your small goals so you can focus energy, and then get in the moment. That's where the zone resides, and that's where you'll get all the traction you need to do whatever you want
2: to do. And of course, we always go out by stopping in at the zone cafe. This is where you get what you need have a stellar incredible in the moment week until we come back and and join you next year as we march forward towards that one thing for you in 2018 so what's on the menu this week jim just like every week
1: well you're going to drive up to the window you can order only one of five things it's what do you need not just for the year what do you need for next week What one element of score is the missing link for you? Now, it may be something you need for the entire year, but let's start, what do you need next week? You can order a big slab of self-discipline. Now, the blueprint gives you discipline, breaking the blueprint down into what I need to do today, tomorrow, and for the week, well, that's taking it to a different level. Do you need that type of discipline? And if that's what you need right now, Uh, of having those well-defined goals, you can stop right there and drive off with a big slab of discipline. But maybe you need what this show's about. Maybe you need to be the cheetah. Maybe you need to put the blinders on and uh, not start that music company or open up that restaurant, uh, especially since you're not a chef (laughs) and you just kind of want to have your name in lights. Maybe you need a big bucket of concentration, single-minded, single-purpose. If that's what you need, Take it and drive off and lock in like a cheetah. But maybe, Seth, you need optimism. And, and this is a, a plate full of trust, hope, belief, expectancy, sense of knowing, positive self-esteem, all under this menu item that we call optimism, that confidence to take those next steps. Maybe that's what you need. If that's the case, place your order. But maybe you're stressed out already. It's only day four in 2018. But maybe you need some relaxation, you know, a big, giant, tall glass of it. Um, and as soon as you drink from it, your jaw hinge, your breathing drops to six to eight breaths a minute. You've got some peace, some tranquility, tranquility. Maybe that's what you need right now, or maybe you need some enjoyment. I I hope in January 4th, 2018, you get a lot of passion already and some enthusiasm, but maybe that's what you need to get you locked in in the next phase of uh, reaching well-defined goals. Maybe you need that passion or that enthusiasm. Place your order. This is what you're going to work on and take with you to bolster For next week. And I have to tell you, Seth, if this is the missing link for you and this score level is balanced, those chemicals are now going to flow, natural bodily chemicals, they're going to flow into your bloodstream. It's going to give you a feeling that nothing can go wrong. It's the greatest feeling to be in a zone state. And there's one last thing, Seth share the zone. It's contagious. You can walk into a room and see a zone performer. You can feel it before you're even introduced. Uh, I went to a party Saturday night, and uh, man, oh man, there was a zone performer in that room. This person didn't need to say a word. You just knew that they were locked into the moment, that they were there, and uh, I had a conversation with that person, and it was electrifying. Uh, Being in the presence of a zone performer, hopefully they felt the same way about me, but um, it's contagious. Uh, You become the person starting the epidemic, though. It's you. You know, they say jump into the water and uh, start a ripple effect. Don't just throw a stone in the water. Do a cannonball, a tsunami of energy, and start creating zoniacs in all facets of your life. So that's uh, your homework assignment for next week is start an epidemic of people getting in the zone. Seth, I hope you have an awesome week. You've got a great blueprint. I've seen it, and uh, it's going to be exciting, and uh, it's going to be exciting for me to manifest mine. Get in the zone, everybody. Be in the zone, everybody. It's, It's the only place to be.
2: And, hey, one more thing you want to really put this whole thing together, don't forget The Blueprint by Jim Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N. That is available for pre-order right now, amazon.com, wherever you download books. Jim Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N. You're going to put this whole thing together. This is going to be your very best year ever. And we've got the guidebook for you to do it. Until next week, as we always say, stay in the zone.
0: This is The Crush Report with Jeff Groeschel. The Crush, War on Sugar continues, and it's time we started to understand that a calorie is not a calorie. Here's Dr. Andrew Allen.
3: When I started Glycemic Research Institute in 1983, it was just like, ooh, look at this. Hey, um, this determines how food's going to act in the human body. This is interesting. And then we fast forward to 2017, and all of the new clinical data out there, massive data by Harvard, by Yale, by Princeton, by NIH, massive amounts of money being spent to go... Hey, wait a minute, we were wrong. From the time that man has been on this earth until like the last couple of years, it's been calories, right? Now we have to realize it's not the energy content of food, which is calories. It's the effect that foods and beverages have on the brain and the hormones that regulate fat accumulation. That's the game. So now, wait a minute, the whole game just changed. Determining calories is physics. Okay? But determining what makes us fat is biology and neurology. Those two things aren't connected. Obesity isn't even caused by a lack of willpower, and all calories are not created equal. So now, the the paradigm is, why are we even talking about calories? Calories are close to irrelevant.
0: Crush Performance, your weekly source for sport performance and athletic development information. If you're a serious athlete, a weekend warrior, parent, or coach, join us each week as we investigate the latest trends and research coming out of the sport performance world. We'll visit with top athletes,
1: coaches, and sports scientists to keep you on the cutting edge and to find out what it truly takes to achieve human maximum performance. You can visit us online at CrushPerformance.com, and Crush Performance
0: Radio with me, Jeff Cruschel, can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and at Radio Influence.